0: Good morning, everyone. Hi, Emily Craven here from the Book Revolution podcast. Today I have a very special guest for you. I think for someone who's going to be challenging this iBooks author platform, it's the only one that's been around for a while. As you all know, I'm a little bit Apple-inept, and I was looking for a uh, application that would allow me to be able to build uh, picture books uh, and not to have a Mac. Uh, so today I'm speaking to the uh, wonderful Adam. Uh, oh dear, Adam, I better double-check. How do I say your last name? Uh,
1: most people don't. You just avoid it. It's really long and complicated. Um, <laughs> my name is Adam Kazlakowski, and I am the CEO of Authorly.
0: Thank you, Adam. I, I, I'm sorry. That was very unprofessional of me, getting you to introduce yourself. Uh, but Adam is, as he said, the CEO of Authorly. Now, Authorly is a digital publishing platform that enables anyone to create interactive cross-platform apps. So using their web face, authors can build beautiful, unique and powerful applications for not only Western people, but... Android and candle fire on the smartphone tablet. for joining us.
1: My pleasure to be here.
0: Uh, I know I'm hoping that the majority of people sort of understand, like I do, the benefits of being able to, to use Authly, but could you um, give us uh, a little bit of a rundown on what the benefits of authors? authors are in moving into this book app space sure
1: absolutely so the app space especially in converting books into apps is a total green field right now it's it's the brand new frontier a lot of people are very scared of it and running around and not sure what to do about it a lot of people are diving in head first and saying you know this is the second coming and this is super important um the truth lies you know somewhere in the middle it is a great new opportunity but people need to realize what they're getting into and what goals they want to achieve by getting into it now just like any brand new frontier the people that get in early and really figure out how to do it are gonna see the best return Um, it's a fantastic opportunity to get into apps right now I really strongly suggest every author specifically authors with picture books to get into the app field now and get your learning done as quickly as possible and take advantage of this whole new sector of the publishing realm.
0: Well, uh, particularly because now um, it's opened up so that you don't have to don't have to do it through Apple, so you're taking, you know, making use of like the Google Play Store as well as the the Kindle Fire, which is only a very sort of new um, addition to the to the e-readers. Um, but maybe before we dive into the things, I was wanting to know if you could give us a little bit of background on you and and how you came to the point where you're now running this awesome book app tool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in startups for pretty much my entire professional career. Um, I heard about Authorly and I kind of checked it out. And I came here and I met the team and I was just bowled over by how competent and super positive the team was here. And I just thought, you know, I have to get involved with this product and I have to help this company however I can and get on board. So I, I've joined the team this year, um, and it has been a lot of fun working with everyone here and pumping out all these great apps for these very interesting authors. Um, I get to meet all the people in the publishing space, so it's been a lot of fun for me.
0: And um, being with authors specifically is well to sort of help show all off. Basically.
1: Authorly is really designed from the ground up to help authors publish their eBooks. right? We, we started off and we thought, what's the simplest way we can make a tool to let authors do it themselves and publish their own apps? And that's how we came up with the Authorly concept. That's what we brought to market to really start it off is just, you know, what's the ground level getting beyond the iBook store, which is a great tool. But I think we can do a bit better, and I think we have. Uh, let's get authors here making their apps, making it on their own if they choose, and publishing and taking advantage of this whole new app space.
0: Which is, which is fantastic, and you have voiced exactly what I've been looking for for a <laughs> while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, iBooks is a great tool. I mean, I'm not going to take it, but they leave a lot. I sure can.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I think. I'm not quite sure where this connection problem is coming from.
1: Yeah. It says I've got good signal, but I closed absolutely everything else I've got anyway, just in case.
0: Yeah, so did I. Okay. What we might do is let's just leave it as an audio. Sure. That'll be fine, and I can just do pretty pictures for a video.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, and then that way we'll we'll know that at least we'll have some sort of consistent signal.
1: Cool. You were chopping up there pretty hard. I was trying to interpret make sure I interpreted what your questions were right, but...
0: You were doing fantastically. (laughs) (laughs) You were doing fantastically, so it's all good. Internet just loves to be a pain in the butt. Always. Yeah. Okay. So... So I'll run on from the last comment I'm pretty
1: sure I heard you saying... (laughs) Um, yeah, um, we were, I was talking about basically the iBook store, or iBook. Yes,
0: yes. If, if you could continue, if, if you had any had any more to go with that, please continue.
1: Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, the iBook store, or the iBook is a great platform, but really where authorly is differentiated is not only do we offer more functionality through the animations, through adding hotspots to your books and really turning it into an app, not just an enhanced ebook, but I would say most importantly is through authorly, you can also publish to all three of the app stores, not just Apple, right We offer Apple as well as Google Play and Kindle Fire, and we do them, you know, all at once. They're all published at the same exact time through the push of a button, and it's done. Um, while iBooks, you know, it's only the app store, so that's really a detriment to authors being able to reach their audiences.
0: And particularly because Kindle Fire is that new device, and we all know the power of Amazon. Yes. Um, and so so this is the new Amazon device. doesn't have a lot of apps in the store yet, and you've got to think to yourself, well if you remember the early days of indie publishing and how amazon really um, you know gave indie authors a, a great um, i suppose run in their in their algorithms so you know authors would put their books on free and they would skyrocket to the top of the charts and be there for weeks and and those sorts of things while I'm sure that amazon is maybe a little bit more subtle in this in this app space they're, they're still going to want to build it up and and authors could take advantage of that
1: yeah, this is a great time to get into the Kindle marketplace while there's not a lot of competition and really secure those number one spots.
0: Um, I suppose you've, you've already started to talk about it a little, but can you tell us a little bit about Authorly, how it works, and, and those, those different um, advantages that you have in there?
1: Absolutely. So basically, Authorly was designed from the ground up to be a very simple tool for authors and, you know, non-technical authors, let's be specific about it, you know, just the layman off the street, any author to be able to take their existing book and through our tool, which just looks like any kind of software platform, you know, turn it into a fully interactive and immersive app. It's dead simple to use. I have used it myself. It took very little learning curve. To figure out, you know, how to add animations to a book, and how to add voiceover and word-by-word uh, narration and highlighting, as well as you know, hotspots you can put anywhere to pop out to videos or games or any other kind of feature you want to embed into the book. Um, it's a super great technology. We've really democratized the creation of apps. Where it, it used to take an author going to an individual developer and paying them ten to thirty thousand dollars, and then waiting one to three months for this app to come back, and then putting it onto the app store and hoping to make that ten to thirty thousand dollars back, and it was really a gamble, right? And it was mostly a losing gamble. With Authorly, we are able to offer that tool for free. So gone is that ten to thirty thousand dollars. You know, you can just make an app on your own for free, and launch it onto the app stores, and be making money tomorrow. So we're really bringing it to the people, and we're super excited about that.
0: So so what sort of animations does it allow like you to do? Because I'm, I'm assuming there's like a set sort of menu of animations, as it were.
1: Yeah, so right now, we just launched this year, so we wanted to come to market as quickly as we could and get feedback from people like yourselves and authors so the animations that are in there right now are fairly simple Um, they're mostly you know straight line animations things move in a straight line like across the page or up and down and things like that Um, but what we are doing is launching probably within the next 60 days are more complex animations think about a car moving across the page And not only is the car moving, but the wheels are spinning at a different rate as well. So we're launching those kind of features and more features every single month as this thing gets up to speed and we get feedback from the authors about what they really want in their apps.
0: Well, that's what I was about to ask. Can authors actually, as they're going along, email you and say, look, I really like your app, but there was this one thing that I was hoping that it would do. Do you guys listen to that and sort of take it on board?
1: Yeah, not only can authors do that, I actually actively ask that they do, because that's the only way we know what to build next. I mean, we have all sorts of emotions and feelings about what we should build next, but if nobody wants it, what's the point? And we don't want to waste all of our time. So if I hear from one author that they want something, okay, I'm listening, if I hear from five authors, all right, this is probably a thing. If I hear from 10 to 20, we got to build it. And this is clearly something the market wants, and that's going into the new release as long as it's possible. Mm.
0: And, and I suppose... Um we should also um, stress that this is like so. This is a online web application. So you you actually go, you log into Authorly online on your on your web browser, and, and you use that to create the the app. It's not like you have to download an application on your onto your computer to do that.
1: Correct. You log on for a free account online. Um, you don't have to download anything. You don't have to go to the store and buy anything. You don't have to put anything on your computer and risk, you know, any of your own files. Everything is online, it's all, you know, go- done through our website, so it's just dead easy to use.
0: And and so, I know that as part of, um, like, when you join Authorly, um, you can generally set up the, I think it's you guys can set up the Google Play and the Android Fire accounts for the author, but the author actually has to apply for their own Apple account to sell in the, iPad store, how long do those normally take to clear? So we can give the authors a timeline of, you know, you set up, you set up your accounts, and then this is how long once you push the button it will take to launch on each of these platforms.
1: Yep, now every time, whether it's an individual author signing up for an account or it's us who have our own publishing account with each of those app stores, you know, the, the individual app stores have done a really good job of keeping a mystery about exactly what they're doing and how long it's going to take. You know, sometimes we can have an app approved and functioning in the app stores within a matter of 48 hours. Other times we've waited a little bit less than a month, you know, and, there, and there's absolutely no visibility about what they're doing in there. We just, you know, chuck this email over the wall, and then wait to hear back. And it's a, it's a very unfortunate situation. It's it's been the situation for at least a decade. Um, I don't see any sign of that changing anytime soon. Um, but it is what it is.
0: Mm. Um. And you know that's that's not something that you guys can control at all.
1: So despite our best efforts. <laughs> uh, I, I
0: suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I. Uh, the other thing that I, I did want to um, uh, say as well is, if you could give us a little bit of a, um, you know, like like with using uh, tools like Smashwords. You know, if you use Smashwords to convert your book into, you know, your EPUB and your Mobi files, if you use Authorly to convert your book into a, a book app, there's a there's a revenue share um, that goes into that. So could you explain the um, how that works, so that um, that people are aware aware of, you know, what are the splitting in revenues?
1: Absolutely, I would love to. So, like I said, in in the olden days of months ago, and um, even still today, you know, authors are are used to paying several thousand dollars to build an app, and then hoping they can recoup that. And we think that's broken. We don't think that works. A lot of apps aren't making the thousands of dollars; they might be making the hundreds. So we thought, well, there's really no excuse to be charging authors up front for this when you have no idea what you're going to make on the back end. So let's not do that. Instead, let's let people make their apps for free. And then by using our tool, let's just split the revenue with the authors so that we're both making money at the same time. And also what that does is it really aligns the incentives of the authors and authorly. You know, if the author wins and the book becomes a hit, then authorly wins. You know, everyone in the ecosystem here is winning if the book is a hit. So it's within everyone's best interest to really promote the book, uh, to make it as good as possible and as functional as possible, and to make sure it's maintaining good reviews. So we went with a 20% revenue split with the author. So the author, after the App Store takes its 30%, Authorly takes a smaller twenty percent for letting you build it on our tool, and you know we publish it. We make sure it's always working on all the devices. We debug it if anything ever happens, and then at the end of the day, the author still gets to walk away with fifty percent of the revenue, which we're quite happy with.
0: Yeah, no, that is a, that is completely fair, and it's very similar to other places on the internet as we. Words, you know, you have, um, you know, the Apple Store takes its 30%, Smashwords takes its 15% and the author gets the 60, uh, gets the 60 or the, the, sorry, the 55 or the 50%. Um, and then it's the same also with audiobooks as well. Um, when um, authors um, have worked with voiceover artists, they have done a revenue share with the voiceover artist where, you know, um, the Audible takes its... 30% and then the voiceover artist and the author share the proceeds half half. So as you said it's it's a very standard industry split and and frankly I think a very generous one to be able to use the sort of complex tool that you're providing for free.
1: Yeah, well we we came from the world of authors, you know, we the the company was founded by helping authors. So we wanted to make sure we were as generous as possible and not only is that in our revenue split, but it's also in our terms of service. You know, the author still owns the app. We don't own anything. You know, we wanted to make sure that the author retains ownership of the app and of the material. And then the author can just write us and say, you know, I don't want to be in the App Store's anymore and we'll pull it down. You know, the the author retains, you know, all of their rights here and that's very important to us and it's going to continue that way as we move forward.
0: Wonderful. Um, Now, you're in a unique position, obviously, where you can see trends in the app bookstores across multiple platforms. So, on what platform have your book apps been the most popular out of the three that you distribute to?
1: I don't think it's going to be any grand surprise to anyone to say that the Apple App Store is the most popular. Um, But allow me to be a dissenting voice and say, that Google Play is not that far behind, right? They are right there with the App Store, just a step behind them as far as sales and numbers. And I think a lot of people, uh, specifically in North America, forget that Google and the Google Play ecosystem is much bigger worldwide than the Apple system. Apple really has a pretty solid lock for now on North America. But as far as the rest of the world, Google and the Android system is just absolutely eating their lunch. So there's no reason to only concentrate on one store. It really behooves authors to not only be on Apple, but be on the Google Play Store. And with the Kindle Store being so brand new and kind of the Wild West, it definitely helps to be on that store as well.
0: And um, I've recently seen a bit of a change where, I mean, like I've always used Android devices, so all of the things that I buy are from the, the Google Play Store. Um, and I've recently seen in, in my own um, projects that when we get back our statistics now um, from the, you know, the Google Analytics, um, and it lets you know what devices people have been doing that particular project on, and uh, now um, Android outweigh... Apple in terms of the number of people who have, you know, done these projects with that particular device. Um, so, as you said, I think it's starting to equalize now.
1: Absolutely. That's a trend that's been at least five years in the making. Um, I'm watching it really closely, both for business interests and just for personal interests. Um, I've used both uh, Google uh, Android devices and Apple devices. Um, and it's been a lot of fun to watch Google catch up to Apple and I'm looking forward to the day when uh, Google overtakes them. That's going to be interesting.
0: Mm. And how does um I suppose I suppose Kindle Fire platform is quite new. Do you have any idea what they're they're sort of trying to do with that space at the moment?
1: Uh, you know they're they're definitely trying to be a niche player right now. Um, they. You know, they are really concentrating, obviously, on their their Kindle devices and what those devices are capable of. They know who current Amazon customers are, and that's who they're really going after. They they don't need to convert or convince 99% of the population and do the shotgun approach, what they're able to do is just really hone in on who's an Amazon customer, who is buying these devices, mostly Amazon customers, what are those people like, and what do those people buy, and that's what they're going after. So if you have a product or a book that really resonates with the Amazon marketplace, this is a good time for you. Hmm.
0: So, and, and I, and the... In, in the, I suppose, talking a little bit more about the, the authorly platform, we had a little bit of a talk about the animations and things. But in terms of the, I suppose, layout of a, of a children's book, because that's uh, one of the big questions that I get in a lot of my ebook book um, workshops is, uh, you know, okay, someone wants to use iBooks author, but, you know, how fluid is the layout? Are things fixed? Um, can you incorporate features like, you know, text resizing if if you've got, like, an elderly grandparent reading the story to their kid. So how fixed and fluid are the formats and templates in Authorly?
1: Yeah, so it's not so much a uh, template that Authorly is built upon. Um, You upload your own images from your children's storybook or comic book or, you know, whatever graphical book you have. And then you can insert your own animations in there. You can insert your own voiceovers and the other features we've mentioned and you can see on our website um, so you can really decide how it looks and what it does, which is interesting. We have a fixed number of tools available right now. You know, we've launched with the hotspots and the animations and the voiceover and the word-by-word narration, um, so it's fixed in that way at the moment. And then as far as text resizing, when you're making the book, you can certainly change the text to any size you want to make the text as large or small as you want. Um, once you have completed, Finished the app and compiled it and launched it. At the moment, there is no text resizing, but if there is a demand in the market for that, we will certainly look at it.
0: Hmm. And I, I suppose that text resizing was just something that had been built into EPUBs and Mobi because of their their flowable features as part of the as part of the um, format. Um, but with children's books, there are less words on a page and. So you can make the writing as big or small as you need to.
1: Correct. With a standard book, you know, your audience can be anywhere from probably, we'll say an adult book is anywhere from fourteen to ninety eight. You know, anyone could be reading this and you have to have this broad swath of features to make sure everyone is capable of reading it. Um, with the books that we make, children's books primarily, you know, we don't we generally don't have to worry too much about satisfying that big of a platform. We are really looking at children between two and eight years old. And if it works for them, then we're quite happy.
0: And so do you have... It does awfully sort of cap itself at a, a fixed length or a fixed number of pages. Like if you were um, an adult making a, a book for, for adults that just had some beautiful photographs or something in it, could you potentially make that a, a, a longer app?
1: Absolutely. So we have... books. you were
0: talking about graphic novels,
1: so... Yeah, absolutely. We have booked and uh, signed people that have, you know, a five-page book, and we're in talks with someone that has a 98-page children's slash young adult book. So it really doesn't matter how long your ebook book is. Um, what you really need to do is think about your audience. You know, a five-year-old probably doesn't want to read 98 pages, um, unless it was structured in a really innovative way, and that could be interesting. Um, but if you're making a graphic novel, first of all, you can certainly use authorly. Any kind of pictures, we can do. It's no problem. Um, and you can make it as long as you want, as long as that's what your audience wants. There's absolutely no limit there.
0: And uh, do does the um, writing have to be uploaded with the images, or is that something you sort of awfully have, like a text box that you put your, your, narr- your writing for the, the app in?
1: So we can do either. Um, There's definitely a text box if you want to use that. Um, Otherwise, if you have – let's take a general children's book. If you look at one single page and the page is half of a graphic and half a blank white sheet with text on it, if the image you upload to our tool is that entire page, then that's what we'll be able to work with. If you just upload just the graphic half, then you can insert a text box – and input your own text right in there. But if, say, if if the text you're using in your book is super, you know, graphical and pretty and has a really nice and specific font, you're going to want to upload, obviously, that whole page so that theme is carried through the book.
0: See, that's fantastic because um, I know that that's a, a lot of bugbears for authors who are also illustrators who do this beautiful text and they're like, I, I can't get that digitized. I don't yep. know yep. how that works. And so the, being given the option to be able to upload that is great.
1: Yeah, something, you know, it's not our favorite feature, but at the end of the day, since all we need is an image to work with, if you physically take your children's book that's printed put it on top of a scanner, scan it, and then take those images and put them in authorly, it'll totally work, right? The fidelity won't be brilliant, depending on how good you are using a scanner and how good your scanner is, um, but that would totally work, and we've had people do it, and it's fine. The, the end result was pretty decent.
0: Hmm. So I, I was a little I – was, I was curious What do you think, because you would have, I suppose, a couple of apps up now, you guys have been, um, how long long has Awfully been available publicly?
1: So we really launched the tool uh, last month in mid-February. It's been kind of floating around and in beta um, in testing phase uh, for all of this year, Um, but we really launched hard in February and have been going hard ever since. We've seen Mm. an incredible uptick. Of authors since we launched. We have already signed on 800 authors. We have already booked and are creating, you know, 50 apps to the App Store, all in, you know, less than 30 days. We're extremely humbled by how interesting authors find us and how willing they are to work with us.
0: Because that's that's another point as well. I mean, authors can use this tool on their own, but you guys also offer um, quite reasonable rates to create the app for them.
1: So we, we know that not every author is going to want to do this. Um, we figured that most would want to try, and we've been really surprised that a lot of authors just don't want anything to do with it. I, I, you know, I wrote the book, I put a lot of work into it, and I just don't want to learn another tool. That's totally fine. We offer a service where our professionals who live and breathe this tool, can make the app for you, and all we charge is $20 a page, which is massively under market rates. And we're able to do that because we built the tool first. So, you know, at $20 a page, your book is generally coming in at less than $600. So we're, we're pretty happy there.
0: Hmm. So, so what do you think your top-selling book apps have in common? What's that sort of common thing that makes them click with, a, with
1: an audience? Well, I wish I could tell you that there's some magic formula or a shortcut here, Um, but unfortunately, at the end of the day, our top-selling apps have one thing in common, and it's a really good story, right? Nothing beats content. It's still king, um, even in the digital marketplace. So you've got to have a really good story that resonates both with kids and parents. If we assume that you've got that, then, you know, the cover matters. It's got to be attractive and draw people in. And then reviews and uh, user critiques are a pretty big deal. You know, how, how highly you can get your app ranked um, is very important in the marketplace. And those rankings are built on the back of downloads and reviews.
0: And so in terms of getting uh, re- reviews for those, because I know that um, with, a, with an indie author, we would just contact you know, various bloggers or whatnot and send them the file, but that's kind of a bit hard here. It, it, the, the reviews have to be organic, don't they? You can't sort of... I suppose you can't really solicit people to, to get a copy and then review it.
1: Correct. And, and even if you did you're not going to build the number of reviews that you would need to really make a dent in that algorithm. You need organic reviews. Now, you should definitely still go through that bloggers if you're marketing a book because those bloggers obviously have an audience. Um, and if you include a link to your app um, still for sale through that bloggers platform, then you're going to drive a lot of downloads. and you know, maybe there's an offer you could put on. Hey, if you, if you give me a review, good or bad, I don't care, if you give me a review of my book, I will send you a signed postcard from the book or, you know, something to solicit these reviews because it really helps you out at the end of the day.
0: Are you... Uh, do, do you know... Because you were saying that, you know, the more reviews you get, the sort of the higher you go up in the rankings. Do you... Um Considering, because I would assume that the, the bookie app market isn't too flooded yet, how many reviews do you need to start buoying things
1: up? So reviews are one part of the system. Download numbers also matter. And then there's that mystery spot of sometimes the app stores choose to feature you on their homepage. And that's massive. And that can make or break an app. So reviews are just one part of it. The number of reviews changes, it's a weighted scale based on how many downloads you have. If you have five downloads and five reviews, that's hugely great for the algorithm. If you have 10 million downloads and only five reviews, that's not great. So the number, of down, the number of reviews is really scaled with the number of downloads. So you really have to have a holistic package of making sure you're getting downloads, making sure you're getting reviews, and making sure that there's no problems with the app that people can download them, and once they do, that it's not breaking at any point, and it's coming through as a high-fidelity product.
0: Mm. Um, and, and the great thing about that is is that because it's across three pl- platforms, you can actually test that on On the various platforms, whereas before, if I published to the iBook store and I don't own any Apple products, I would have to solicit a friend to tell me whether or not it looked okay.
1: Correct, or go spend several hundred dollars on your own iPhone just to test it out. Yeah, by by bringing it out to multiple platforms, you know, we have rigorous testing on our side to make sure that it works with all the devices. We worked for pretty much all of 2012 to make sure that every book that goes out there works on every generation of iPhone that's pertinent, every tablet that's out there that's pertinent, and every you know uh, Google or Android phone that's out there that's fairly modern. You know, as long as they're fairly modern, we have made sure that it fits, that it works well, and that you're not going to have any problems. And if you do, we we are around 24/7 to make sure it's fixed.
0: Well, that's that's great to hear because, you know, when you put together an application like that, you'd like to know that no matter what the size of the tablet, whether it's, you know, 10 inches or 7 inches, that it's still going to look proportionate.
1: Yeah, we have a plethora of tablets and phones floating around the office that we just use for testing.
0: (laughs) Now, guys, listen carefully to what Adam just said. It doesn't matter how many animations you put in your book. As long as it is a good story, that is what matters, not the animation.
1: Yeah, allow me to chime in there a little bit. What we've found is that there's this, this Goldilocks zone of the number of features you add to your app that really helps it out. If you turn your ebook or your you know physical book into an app and you don't really do anything, maybe you add word by word highlighting. That's not worth someone buying an app. You know, that's barely any app functionality. On the other hand, if you're building this app and every single page has a million am- animations buzzing around it and there's hot spots crowded all over the place so you can't touch anywhere on the screen without a video popping up and all sorts of um, other like games and in- embeds into it then it's too busy the kids get distracted they're not reading the story anymore and parents don't care for it there's this perfect zone of functionality that really authors should be adding to apps of does it help the story does it help the child follow along and make a connection with the character or the narrative and does it move the story from beginning to end and that's what we've really found we've been fairly surprised by it um but you know that's definitely what we've found
0: well, that's the main rule of transmedia. In in transmedia storytelling, basically, um, you don't just add video or audio for the for the bells and whistles. They have to contribute something to the story. If you contribute anything to the story, then they're not worthwhile having there. Absolutely. Hmm. Um And I think you touched on a very key point there, which is that children's books are not just for the children, that you have to interest a a parent as well so that they are willing to read a book
1: more than once. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've seen um, some market research that shows that, you know, parents are kind of concerned that putting e-books and apps in front of their kids isn't as good as a book or it's just another screen, and they're worried about that. Um, Paradoxically... The number of downloads is up. 68% of parents have bought an app for their child. So there's like there's concern, but they're still buying it. Um, but also what we're seeing research on, and I don't think a lot of parents know, is that it's been shown that an interactive app is better at teaching a kid to read than a static book. Once again, if you don't overload it, if all the features you're adding are helping the child connect with that story and therefore wanting to know and make sure that they really understand what each of those words means, then apps can be more useful in teaching kids to read.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, we're we're very humbled by that, and we take that responsibility seriously. So... uh...
0: I suppose, sort of like a question running on from that, what are the most popular features that are in book apps? Are they the animations, are they the videos, or is it sort of that audio component?
1: We totally expected that animations would be the most popular, and we have been wrong, which is a lot of fun. Um, actually, voiceover and word-by-word narration is the most popular, um, followed by animations, and then followed again by like, hotspots and videos. Um, So piggybacking off of that uh, narration front, one of the features that we're adding uh, in Not Too Distant from Today is we're going to allow parents, once they've downloaded the app and it's on their tablet, we're going to allow parents to record their own voiceover over the book so they can technically be reading to their child when they're not even around. And we think that's beautiful. (laughs) Hooray! That
0: was exactly what I was going to say to you next. If you're if you're taking suggestions, that was exactly what I was going to say. That is exciting. Yeah,
1: we you know we have this at least personally, I have this fantasy in my head like if if a parent is traveling away on business, you know, if they, they can be in Paris and the child can still be at home and their dad can read stories to them at the bedtime, and that's you know super heartfelt and that's great. <sighs>
0: Lovely. I'm loving what you guys are doing with this. We're trying. So uh, what would you say that the main thing an author needs to consider before they attempt to make an app?
1: So you really need to think about your goal as an author. Are, Are you making an app to make money? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that answer. But that's a different app than I'm making an app to support the marketing I'm doing around the physical book, right? Really think through, what's my goal with this app? Is it additional income? Is it just another avenue to reach my readers? Is it helping kids to read? Or is it just this support structure that I want people to download and then hopefully buy the print book? Think through your goal and always keep that in mind as you build the app. That's an interesting question. So
0: if an author had, like, the physical print book and they created an app so that, say, they could sell the print book and they, they could say, not only do you get the print book, but you also get the book app for free, are they able to do that through Awfully? Awfully, can they offer a book for free?
1: At the moment, we allow authors to price their own eBooks. books um, We highly suggest right around the $4.99 price point that seems to be the very best. Uh, $9.99 is too much. And free has this weird connotation of not being quality. There are a lot of free apps and I think authors will probably be more familiar with the free books and ebooks that are out there. And they're just they're terrible quality. So even if you make the best app this world has ever seen, if you price it for free, you're kind of putting yourself in the bucket of, you know, parents are going to look at it and I'm not sure whether that's quality or not. So you're going to have an uphill battle.
0: So again, that's where you sort of ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to do? I, am I, you know, if I'm not trying to take over the book app space, then that might be a strategy for you to sell your print book. But if you're looking at at, at establishing a, a name for yourself in the digital space as well as the print space, you, you might think that, that you 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 price it that four ninety nine.
1: Absolutely. And something we really encourage people to do is, you know, bring out the app at, you know, we'll say four ninety nine. Let the kids read it. Let the parents get involved in it. And at the back of the app you can have a you know suggestion to buy the print book if, you know, little Timmy or Julie has read this book every day this week and just loves the characters. Then there's no reason why you shouldn't push parents to go online, purchase the print version for fifteen dollars, get it mailed to the house, and you've got a birthday present or just an every week present of I know you really like this book, and here's the physical version. We think it's a great conversion tool.
0: Well, see, actually, that's another strategy you could use as well. You could actually origin, you could release your children's book as the as the digital version, and then in the end, you know, you can say why don't you purchase this print copy? If you do, it comes with these particular extras. And it's almost like a um, you're making that, that print version something, as you said, something special, something for birthdays, something to excite them because they get this extra thing that is a, as part of the story that, that they love.
1: Absolutely. And I don't think, you know, there's... No one's love for print books is going to go away anytime soon. You know, the smell, the touch, the sound of flipping the pages, it's just too great of an experience, whether you're a kid or a parent, to really ever disappear.
0: And the um, uh, do you guys have the book The Hungry Caterpillar over in the U.S.?
1: Oh, we certainly do.
0: So I saw recently in, in a store window... <clears throat> They had the Hungry Caterpillar books, or except they had the book in a little box, and in the box they also had a little Hungry Caterpillar toy. I almost bought that, and I am twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it's the box to, set mentality, right? If you, you,
0: yeah, whether I mean, you, so you own a band or not. Do.
1: Yeah, so that's, you know, the field is right open. It's a super exciting time. I understand that a lot of people in the publishing industry are very scared right now, but you know, with change comes actually opportunity. It's a super exciting time to be an author and to take advantage and try out all these opportunities
0: and i suppose you would also um offer to work with publishers as well wouldn't you
1: we certainly are and we've already partnered with a few of them as we're launching this you know we don't want to go after a big name yet we're frankly not ready for them you know we want to make sure that we have we've made sure that authors are happy that our tool is doing what we want it to do and it has the features it should have, and we learn that through working with authors. Um, we are working with a couple publishers. They're small to medium publishers, um, but we're going to continue to do that because you know we want to reach as many children as possible.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, I, the other thing I wanted to know was what sort of story is best suited to a book app?
1: Really, it's any kind of a graphical story. So whether it's a children's book, whether it's a comic book, um, you know, textbooks are something that's kind of interesting. Um cookbooks are really interesting to me. Um, we haven't made have we haven't had anyone make a cookbook yet. Um I would love, you know, if you're making a soufflé and I don't understand what we'll say whisk means, why can't I touch that image in the ebook and it shows me a video of this is how you whisk something? You know, I think that's a total great opportunity and we haven't had anyone do it yet. So I'm a little disappointed in that. Um, as far as amazing, I know, right.
0: Macaroon book. I need a macaroon book. I keep buggering up the macaroon.
1: You and me both. Um, but as far as you know, what kind of story, you know, like we said, you know, content is king. It doesn't matter what your story is about as long as it resonates with the audience.
0: Interesting. I'm getting all of these ideas and I don't even write cookbooks.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm really thinking about doing it on my own.
0: So uh, what are the mis- mistakes that you see authors make with book apps? Because you would have had a an intense research period into what's out there and what people are doing.
1: Yep. So like we've already mentioned, people just overloading the page with too much stuff and distracting the kids. Um, that's the number one mistake I see. Um, the other mistake I see... Call is, that an ADD book. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another one is in the pricing strategy. You know, if, if you have... then your gut reaction is going to be, well, I'm going to charge $10, $20 for the app. I need to recoup my costs. And there's just no downloads at that price point. Um, so knowing exactly how to price your app, we've seen the most number of downloads at the 399 $499 level, um, and I would really suggest going after that price.
0: Mm, that's a great price. Um, well, that's actually, sorry, a great bit of information because um, you know my brain, as an as an ebook author, always goes to the you launch things at the two ninety nine point, and of course, you know, picture book apps in or picture books in general have always been more expensive than paperbacks, and, and I suppose that it, it makes sense that it that that would translate over to the digital space, even if it's only even if it's of a slightly less high.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, as a publisher, you really want to make a, a demarcation line, and you can do that with a higher price of saying, "I know that my ebook is ninety-nine to one ninety-nine, but it's a flat ebook. It might have some features like highlighting and narration, um, as some ebooks do, but it doesn't have all the features of an app. And so, because the app is more interactive, because it has more features, it should be priced accordingly. And if you don't do that, if you don't have these two different price points, then you're really begging the question of the parents, well, which one should I buy and why is one better than the other? But if you can make that clear with the pricing say the paperback is $5, the ebook is $3, and the interactive and immersive app is $5 again, it's really clear in a parent's mind like, oh, I know what I'm getting for each price point. You know, one has features, the other one doesn't.
0: Hmm. No, that's a great point to make there. Um, I suppose we're kind of coming to the end of the interview here. So it seems a good time to ask, what is the future for Awfully?
1: So I am super happy to use your show to announce that we are going to be launching our own marketplace uh, this year. So think of it as, you know, a Netflix or a Spotify for children's books. You know, even though we're spending all this time and we've built a really cool tool to allow authors to build their own apps, we still have that problem, like we've been talking about this entire time, with how do you get your app discovered? How do you get your app downloaded? How do you price it? You know, What's the right price point? All these questions that we're going to make go away when we launch this year, the authorly store where parents will pay a subscription fee, um, nothing set in stone, but we're thinking $10, and then you have an unlimited access to the books in uh, in our marketplace. And then the authors will once again share in that revenue based on how many times their books are read. So we're really excited about that.
0: That's great. And uh, how? Um, just a quick question on that. How do if if How does that work on on various devices? Is this when they do the subscription, do they have an an app that they download onto their devices and then read the books from? Do they have to be connected to the Internet? How does that work?
1: So what's going to launch in the long term are two different things, right? The same thing with launching author, is we want to make it – we want to launch it as small as possible and see what breaks – and fix it really fast and see what the market wants and what authors want and make sure that everyone's happy and then spool it up to this really cool thing. When we launch it, what you're going to have is you're going to have, you would download the authorly app. Great. And then once you're inside of that app, you're going to have access to all the books and they're going to be really beautifully graphically displayed. And then each one, you will download each one and it'll be Readable through the Authorly app. It won't just keep populating your iPad with all these individual little books. It will all be accessed through the Authorly platform. So basically, what we're thinking is a parent will log on to the app. And then once you're in there, it's a super safe place for kids. Um, you can't buy anything. You, there are no ads for a child to click on. And probably the kid can't even exit out of the app without, like, a, pa- a password. So you can really get into the app and then hand it to your kid, and the kid can read any book they want and any number of books they want and just poke, poke around and be in a perfectly safe place. That's
0: wonderful. And so you um, – and so you would like you would curate the the content that goes in there, and, and I'm assuming you know authors can. Opt, I don't know why they would want to opt out, but they could if they wanted to. And
1: absolutely, yeah, we want you know we want all the authors that have used our tool to be in our marketplace. You know, we want this to be a place for everyone, um, and then just let you know the very best books get read the most is really our goal. There is we want to surface the best content, but we're certainly inviting everyone to be in the marketplace.
0: So uh, before we end, do you have any more pieces of advice for authors moving into this space?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the first piece of advice is you should definitely move into the space. It's a fantastic time right now to get into apps. There's not a lot of rules yet. It's, you know, still kind of a wild playing field and people are doing some really interesting things. So you should definitely do it. Uh, number two piece of advice is, you know, Really think hard about what your goals are for getting into this space. you know do you want to just advertise or do you want to provide more features and more benefits to your audience? And the number three piece of advice is, of course, you should use authorly. <laughs>
0: No, I completely agree, awfully, is um, it's very simple, very simple to use, very intuitive, and I am so glad that you guys uh, launched and came into
1: this space. Yeah, we're, we're very happy. Um, we're launching new features all the time, and it's going to be an exciting year..
0: So how can people uh, contact you all or find out more about Authorly?
1: So you can find us at authorly.com or obviously use the Google machine and search Authorly. That works too. Um, Our Twitter is tryauthorly. Um, You can always email info at Authorly and I'll be super happy to also give my personal email if there's any questions. Uh, My email is adamk at authorly.com. Please don't hesitate to use that and I look forward to hearing from you.
0: Thank you so much, Adam, for taking the time to have a chat to us today.
1: Not a problem. It was absolutely my pleasure.
0: That was wonderful. I'm so excited about authoring.
1: Good. I'm glad.
0: I really am. And, um, and you know, I am not a children's book author at all. However, I I do have um, plans of world domination and very much want to use
1: um to
0: to work on a couple of projects that I that I
1: have. Yeah, any kind of pictures it'll do.
0: Mm. We have um, the I have a project at the moment, um, that I'm working with our local council on and basically we're doing real life choose your own adventures. Yeah. That's, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So so you, you stand in the location, you 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 know, either have the adventure read to you or um, you can read it on the page and then you get a choice as to where you go next. Um, and I want people to be able to um, You know, this year, my goal is that I am trying to partner with a couple of people to to pull together enough money to create an app to do this around Australia. But in the meantime, I would really like to turn them into little, you know, Brisbane city books um, that have these choose-your-own-adventures in them where you don't have to be connected to the internet to be able to do the adventure.
1: Yeah. It would be super interesting, um, as you launch every city individually... um, It's a lot of hard work, but if you could make the narrative of this choose-your-own-adventure story interconnect, where I'm not necessarily going to move or play the game in both Brisbane and Perth, but if I were to go online to your website or, like, Reddit and communicate with the people in Perth and be like, hey, I just finished the story and this is what happened – what happened on your end, and you could get all these people talking and create this really cool community.
0: See, that's that's what I would love to do. Yeah, that's what I would love to do. Yeah, and um and particularly because you you were talking about all the graphical things, I was thinking, you know, you could even do it so that you you know produce these really nice maps. You can actually take photographs of the area where this story is happening. So even if you're not in Brisbane, but you still want to do it, you can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... That's cool. No. It'll be fun. Yeah,
0: I hope so. I, I, again, Adam, thank you so much. Now, I will be uh, launching, um, relaunching my website in the first week of April. Okay. So I want to put the authorly interview probably on the Wednesday or the Thursday. So that would be... Let's have a look at the date here. Sure. So that would be probably the, the second or the third of April. The plan Okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but what I will do is I will uh, email you and and let you know what the link is. Um, and I was wondering because as part of as part of this, what I'm doing is that each day um, with each post, I also launch a giveaway for that day for people commenting in the comments. So um, I have various giveaways like um, you know books for indie authors on how to publish and. Um, you know, consulting things and um, and stuff like that. So I will, because I don't want to put uh, one of the prizes to that post if, if you if, if you feel that it's completely um, separate from authorly. So I'll also let you know what giveaway I'm going to use on that day as well just to get your okay on that.
1: Cool. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, drop me a line when the podcast is dropping and we'll make sure it goes out on all of our social channels and, you know, we really pump up that content.
0: Lovely, awesome. Well, thank you heaps, Adam. Have a great Friday night.
1: No problem. Have a great Saturday.
0: And um, and again, thank you guys for creating this amazing app. Sarah, right, you got it. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.